Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. And tonight, not only did we eat a delicious pizza, and we put the review up on Patreon for our Patreoners. Nice. Because um, I know that we've been real slow on getting that all together, but um, it's coming. We it's have videos works. that are being edited and things that are being printed and all that jazz, but we're definitely putting that up. And um, I don't want to give any spoilers as to whether or not Monica liked the pizza. I will also say that there is a new ranking in the pizza system now. Yes, there is. Now there's yes. three different categories. Yes, and after we have the Patreon video up for a little bit, like I'm not going to put the video up, but I we will reveal... The, the new system to you guys yes, hopefully soon but I'm very excited about that yes but I'm also really excited about what we're drinking tonight you're not gonna believe it guys you're not gonna believe it we are drinking fucking root beer floats yes and they are delicious and they have no alcohol in them at all no not at all even though honestly I thought you were gonna put a little splash of Bailey's in there no I didn't that was good I feel like that probably would taste good though it's huh? right over there if you want to do it no I'm okay because I'm actually really enjoying this I haven't had a root beer float in years but it's really not a root beer float this it's is a true. cream soda float which is, is really true. good and and ricky's having a coke float because he's a weirdo and he doesn't like root beer or oh cream my god soda. you don't like wow what's wrong with you <laughs> holy cow they're root like one of my bad. favorite sodas you know <laughs> i think it's you know really what good. would be really cool though hmm. orange soda and vanilla ice cream creamsicle Okay, all right, yeah, all right. I can see yes. where you go with that. Yes. I'm not sure if I would dig that or not. Oh, I would love it. Ooh. We would we would have to have root beer as like a backup, like just in sure. case. Yeah. yeah. Root beer is the best, uh, absolutely, yeah. when you're doing this. But cream soda is pretty damn good. And I, I think actually orange got soda the, would be good, too. I got the idea from, from your daughter, Des. She posted up on her Instagram that she was having root beer floats. And I was like, oh, my God, I need one of those. I love root beer floats. I mean, that crunches my thirst. It's like, what, so, what crunches my thirst? Water, I guess, water, milk, <laughs> water, milk, beer, Coke, and then root beer floats. There you go. That's I like that. It's a good summer drink. Treat. It's a good yeah. drink anytime. <laughs> Is it a, I, I, you know what? I never considered them drinks. So I just consider them desserts. Treats, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a treat for sure. Technically it's a drink. It's a liquid. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's that's there. Yeah, it's a drink. I technically, drink. I'm sure there's calcium in it from the ice cream. Mm -hmm. So this could even be part of your like essential Diet. food groups. Yeah. Don't you I think? I feel like we're grasping at a root beer float straws right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know in uh New York I don't know where else they have them. Maybe Chicago. They have these drinks called egg creams. Egg creams, like egg, like a chicken egg. Yeah, but it's not really made with with an with an egg. Um, but they call it egg creams, and it's made from seltzer water, mm -hmm. some chocolate syrup. Sounds disgusting, uh huh. And some milk, I guess, in, in it. No, it's good. You're so not selling <laughs> me on that right now. No. I think is Ricky looking it up. Oh, he, he picked up his phone like he was, like, researching it. Hold, please. Do, yeah, do, it's do, cool. Okay. Egg creams. Egg creams. Because yeah. I just need to know. Yeah. And eventually we'll find a way to tie this into witchcraft. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck it, and it'll make sense for yeah. why we're talking well, about it Well, I don't know right what now. made me think of that, because it kind of reminds me of a root beer float. 
It's milk, carbonated water, and flavored syrup. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh. Okay. It's good. It's good. And it gets frothy like this. They whip, whip it up. Little chocolate syrup, and it's ready to rock. Okay, so I'm looking at a picture of it, and they, they do look yummy. Egg cream. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah, they are. They're good. Oh, and there's recipes here, so I think we're going to get that we'll recipe. we have to make it, yeah. And we're going to have to try this. Okay. So I know what we're drinking on the show next week. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. So tonight, we actually have a really cool subject that we're going to be covering. Yeah, we're going to be talking about defensive magic. Dun, dun, dun. VIP. Very important mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yes. I mean... Okay, like I was thinking about this earlier today, and I feel like while they go hand in hand, I do think that protection magic and defensive magic are two different things, kind of. Well, you need to have protection within the defensive magic. Yeah, yeah, because I was, I was thinking about it, and I was going over like notes and stuff that I, I had written, and... um. I was like, it's similar, but it's still different. Like, it's it's not just, like, magical protection. Like, we're getting into other things when we talk about this. But, it, yeah, it's definitely part of it. Um, I think one of the first things to kind of understand are some, like, basic guidelines of magic and magical ethics when we start getting into defensive magic. Mm-hmm. And other than, you know, don't be a shitty person, really think about it, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I'll get I'll get on my soapbox with that probably in a little bit. But here's the first thing that I always encounter when it comes to people requesting defensive magic or even when it's crossed my mind sometimes is where it's coming from. Who's doing this? Why are they doing it? What's doing it? And honestly, like, it doesn't, doesn't matter sometimes, though. No. And and when you work protection or defensive magic, um, don't do it toward a particular person or or mm-hmm. because that really turns it on its side going into the dark. And so you want to do a general. Yeah. So from wherever it's coming, it'll take care of it. Yeah, because you might not know. Right. Like, you might think that you know, and you might be, like, really fucking sure. But honestly, I've done that sometimes where I've thought that I'd known who was messing with me, and I was totally wrong. Right, exactly. You know, which makes me really grateful that I've always stuck with that rule of just kind of doing general uh-huh. crossings, general return to centers, which just means where you kind of approach the magic, like, I don't know where this is coming from, nor do I care, just get it back over where it came from. And I'm really glad that that happened because there's been times where I really thought someone was messing with me and they weren't. And had I tried to work something specifically against them, I would have ended up cursing them for no fucking reason. Right. And you have to be really careful with that. You don't want mm-hmm. you don't want to have to pay the karma or the coin. Exactly. Especially it. when you can just do like something a lot more general. Yeah. And other times you may not know or... Honestly, the thing to remember is that magic follows the path of least resistance and it follows what is giving it attention and what's not. Mm -hmm. And so if you think that someone crossed you or put some shit on you and you're sitting there and you're racking your brain trying to figure out who it was, why they did it, you wonder what they did or whatever, you're feeding it. Uh You're feeding it and you're giving it so much power. So the first thing to kind of start disabling any of this in the first place is like, I don't care where it came from. I'm just going to get rid of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Get rid of it. Right. Don't get caught up with like the who's like, don't, don't worry about it. No, just do it to get rid of it. You just want the negativity to be gone. Mm -hmm. Bitch, be gone. Yes. Exactly. There you go. (laughs) Go away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. What are some of the things you can do? Simple, 
simple things you can do for defensive magic. The first thing that really comes to my mind, and this is the, just for me at least, the first thing I think you need to do is try and just laugh it off. Like when you feel like, like first you have to kind of understand like, is there something on you and stuff like that? But, or if you have that suspicion, I always try and give it a couple days first. I'm trying to kind of like laugh it off or be like, I oh, ain't got shit on me. It's fine. You know? And just to kind of like think less of it because sometimes I think that's all you need because really I think that there's this huge investment that comes from people when they think that there's something on them, when they acknowledge it. And right. they give you into take it, it on. Yeah, mm-hmm. you take it on. You empower that nasty little thing, whatever it was. Versus sometimes if you just laugh at it, you got like a day of like things being a little extra difficult, whatever. Um, so that's always my first thing that I try and do. And I give it like three days to see if that helps. And if it doesn't, then it's time to start cleansing and start to cleanse yourself, cleanse your house, cleanse your space. And when I'm talking about cleansing, I also mean clean your fucking house because there's no such thing as an energetically clean house if your house looks like a hurricane just went through it. Right. And you know what they say about that? If you, you know, clean house, clean mind, clean thoughts, Mm -hmm. you know, cleanliness is next to godliness. Messy house, messy room, messy thoughts. Exactly. Scattered thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So that all goes hand in hand. So like that, that's my, my next step is like cleansing and just to kind of get that off, which usually goes hand in hand with like some type of uncrossing, whether it be an uncrossing candle or an uncrossing bath or something. Those are like my first, like, you know, cause you want to start small, right? Like those are my yeah, first Yeah, start two. small and then, you know, see how it works and then move on to the next, the bigger, the bigger animal in the room. Yeah. yeah. But before we get to that, how do you know when you need to employ defensive magic? Well, I mean, I think you would know it because everything is like kind of falling apart in your life. Everything is falling to shit, you know. You know, you're bunking into walls, you know, you're losing things. And, uh, you know, all these like roadblocks come in your way. Yeah, you get like a lot of bad luck. Yeah, and so you're like, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. This is not my typical day. Something is going on. Yeah, you get bad luck. People talk about headaches a lot, especially like if, if they have like the evil eye on them. You yeah. get headaches. Yep. Um, or you get sick. And sometimes it's just like, like you kind of said, like bumping in the wall, stuff like that. I Dropping f- things constantly, yeah. you know, uh, you know the breaking same things. Easy yeah. peasy lemon squeezy. You know, there's this, there's this meme that's the opposite. It says it's not easy peasy lemon squeezy. It's difficult, difficult lemon difficult. And that's kind of like my saying sometimes because I'm just like, you know, like because you, you have those days where you're like, why the fuck is everything so hard? It's difficult, difficult lemon difficult. And if you're having one of those days, then you, you need to kind of like laugh it off. You need to cleanse it off. Um, but I've seen some kind of hardcore stuff. Now, I think a lot of people think that they have curses on them and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that say it and that's enough. Again, like once you acknowledge it and you think that someone put some shit on you and you acknowledge that, then, you give then it it's power. there. You yeah. give it power. So always try and just kind of laugh it off and stuff. But so a lot of times when, when people come to me and, and tell me that they think they have something on them, I'm more than likely inclined to be like, you probably don't. Let's look. Uh-huh. But one time my friend really did. And it, it was really interesting because first it started with she fell at work. And it was weird. She had a bunch of, like, really important papers with her, and they fell, too, and she lost a bunch of them. It's like the yard ate them up. And then she fell at home. Oh, wow. And then her dad got in a freaking car accident and, like, wrapped himself around a tree. He lived. Wow. He lived, but he was beat up. And then something else really shitty happened. I think something happened to her dog, who was also okay after this. But it was just, like, it started with her being clumsy, and it started, like, 
the things that she loved that meant a lot to her started getting hurt. And I finally was like, dude, what is up with this? This isn't normal. And I think this all happened within a span of like a week and a half. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we took a trip to Monica and had Monica fix it. Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but that was that was some hardcore stuff, but it it started kind of subtle though. Like so it is kind of subtle sometimes. Yeah, it is. Well, there are things I mean if you must do something and you you see that it's it's you know your life is not going the way it's supposed to. There are some things you can do to protect yourself and your space and your car. Mhm. Um one of the things that you could do is pretty simple is by um salting Putting, yeah. putting salt around your property in front of your door, in the corners of your house. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off real quick, um, because this is something I actually saw on on like a thread I think on Instagram or something. And um, just a PSA for all you guys: if you guys are working with salt or you have salt in your candles or salt in your jars or your spell work or whatever it is, do not bury it. Do not put your salt into the earth because it is damaging the earth. That is, like, generationally fucking the planet up. Mm. And especially since witchcraft has become more prevalent, and we know that witches like to spit on things and bury things, a lot of people are accidentally burying salt, not realizing it. It kills the it kills the, the dirt. Like, nothing will grow. Wow. So if you're going to salt your yard or something like that... Um, Try and, like, either, I mean, if it's concrete, cool. Yeah. If not, though, try it instead. Like, put it in, like, cups or something in, like, the corners and, like, strategically hide it or, or do it a little differently, though, because we have to be very mindful of the environment. We're witches. We work with the environment. We work with nature spirits. So if you're going crazy and you're just kind of fucking the planet right. up for your spells, then you're not a very good witch. Right. So, right. Sorry. I didn't even... I, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, any uh, any kind of salt will do, but... They say black salt is the most powerful for that. So Mm -hmm. putting salt in, like I said, around your house in the corners is one way of doing it, for sure. Um, Another way I like to work with is I like to work with Archangel Michael. I mean, he's definitely a protector, if anything. Oh, absolutely. So I would, like, call upon Archangel Michael to come in and put his uh, sword, you know, get his sword flailing there to protect me. And whatever. So I would do a St. Michael candle as well. And it's really easy to find St. Michael candles because, like, I know that we have some listeners that are in very religious areas and stuff like that. Right. I mean, but they have them at Target. They have them at CVS. They have them everywhere because they're prayer candles. So they're in there with the St. Candles. Right. You can ask them to come protect you and, yeah, undo things. I think that's really good. Um, Black tourmaline, that's another really easy one. Absorbs all negativity, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Or smoky quartz is like my other kind of like go-to for protective stones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And while we're on the topic of salt and like herbs and stuff like that, um, rue, obviously. Definitely. That's definitely a big Italian thing if you get a fresh sprig of rue and you tie it with a red ribbon and you hang, hang it over your front door. Yeah. It's definitely defensive protective for Mm -hmm. sure. Yes. And you can do that. You can use rosemary too. Rosemary works good. And I've done it in my car before too. Interesting. Yeah, I did it in my car because, um, and I used rue, which means that my car smelled like cat pee for a really long time. Yeah. Definitely I would suggest rosemary, but rue is just what I had on hand. Right. Um, But yeah, like the, the, the bolts on the tire of my car, like... 
one of like them was unscrewed and so like my car felt wobbly for a really long time and but it was very faint mm. and so whenever i would try and say something about it no one got it but because I, I was the one that drove the car all the time so i knew until one day the bolt snapped wow yeah and so that was dangerous that was really scary so i was lucky that like you know i was safe and i wasn't on the freeway or anything so after that i'm like i feel like my car needs some protection because i was just really weird and i got a little weirded out being in my car so that did make me feel better mm-hmm. um but yeah rue rosemary and another one that's actually really good is agrimony mm-hmm. agrimony has some really good return to sender properties so i really like to use that in uncrossings and like return to sender candles and stuff like that right um, another thing you can do is get wear the eye jewelry. You know that eye jewelry? It's very popular. Like the evil eye? The, the evil eyes? eye jewelry. Yeah, and they even have like little amulets and stuff that you can hang on your front door or on the inside of your house. Um, another thing is mirrors. Yep. To, to send it. So mirrors will send back the image or send back the work, in other words. Yeah, it reflects. Mirrors right. reflect. And so... I always try and think of mirror magic like that as I am rubber, you wear glue, like that nursery rhyme. Yeah. Whatever you say bounces off me sticks to you. I just imagine like all that energy bouncing off of that mirror. So um, it's interesting because you do still have to strategically place your mirrors because mirrors are also are, blah, blah, portals. Blah. Thank yes, you. There are. we go. Yes, they are. I talk good. <laughs> you know, well, I think that like older mirrors usually. You know, the older yeah, antique mirrors, the antique they're ones. the ones you have to, like, kind of be weary of. Like, the mm-hmm. new ones there. The new ones are, are okay. I would just say, like, try not to, like, put them, like, at the foot of your bed or, like, position them somewhere in your bedroom where, like, it can see you sleep, basically. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, I've had, up until very recently, I've had a mirror at the foot of my bed for years. Really? I don't have any problems with it. Um, I don't. I don't think I have a lot of weird sleep things happen to me like they happen to a lot of people, so it's never really affected me, but I know it does. It's also a new mirror. So, yeah, be, be leery of antique mirrors, even though you yeah. can you can cleanse them and give it a try yeah. if you want to. Yeah. But they're definitely portals. It's, there's no two ways about it. Yeah, but they, but they do help protect and stuff like that, so it's kind of cool to be... Um, strategic on where you place them around your home or your office. Right. Um, if you if you have like a coworker that can be a little malicious and has like some funky energy, you can put it put a mirror in your office somewhere. And they have so many pretty decorative ones; it's so easy to get away with it. But have it so that the mirror faces the door. Right. So that it's facing that entrance, and it can kind of send all that back. Right. Yeah, you have to. That, yeah, mirrors are definitely another one. Another thing you can do. Is a railroad, um, top, what do they call railroad spike t- spikes? Mm-hmm. You can uh, also hang that by your front door as a protective um, measure. Um, that works really, or in really the well. Corners of like some people will put them in like the corners of their house. Yes. Or, I've even seen them like in the middle of yards where people have, like put them in the middle of their yards to like balance out the energy and like claim it, like mm-hmm. claim the space. Um, that's also real good. Like if you have like ghosts in your house and you're on a haunted property, mm-hmm. kind of nails all that stuff down, which is good. Um, circling back real quick just to mirrors, um, because I I do love using them for protection, but it's kind of hard to find shiny stuff to keep mirrors to keep with you. Sometimes you would right. think. If you just look online, like even just on Amazon, they have really great hand mirror pendants. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah, and they're really, really pretty. Yes. And they're very unassuming. Yes. And they do have little mirrors on them. So those work really well for protection. Yeah, it's really funny because back in the uh, early 70s, that was a trend. They used to have these little 
decorative mirrors that you would wear. They would be round, little filigree around it. Really? And it was big back then because, yeah, I remember that. And all the all the cool kids wore them. Yeah. Well, witches are about to bring back 70s fashion because that's what's up. Wow. Mm-hmm. I have pretty... one hand mirror pendant that I have. I do too. I have one too. Yeah. I want to get some more. I fell down like a, a shopping hole and now I have like a whole wish list of oh, hand wow. mirror pendants and stuff. But yeah, cool because they're beautiful. They honor Venus. They're great for beauty magic too. But like, I don't want one that is for all of those things like you have to have one for for each thing you know you okay. can't like mix them all together yeah, don't mix that magic don't mix, that magic. don't mix it so have it all be different so have like if you want to have one that's like your beauty one have a beauty one then have a protective one you know right now um the italians have this scissor war it's called a ward like you can create wards as well and you can create a ward out of a pair of scissors with tying ribbon red ribbon through it and hanging it over your doorway you have to be really careful that it's secure, that it's not going to fall down and chop someone's head off as they come in. Yeah, that's not accidentally. And that, and there's a special way you have to thread the the ribbon, which I can of course show you because this is a podcast. But um, maybe we'll do a uh, tutorial on it one day, and I could show people how to make it. Oh, there but, you go. But uh, when the store first opened, I created that ward for them for the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. And one of your tricks with it is that you need black scissors. Yes, black scissors. And so, well, black handled scissors. Black handled like, yeah. scissors, yes. And I remember um, we made one for one of my friends when they opened their store. I was on a mission for like three fucking days. I know, right? Trying to find that. I hear you. And now, whenever I see black handled Me scissors, too. I buy them. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh my god! Because yeah. you just never know. So no, now I have like true. a stash of them because I'm like good. just it's in a good case. Thing. Yeah, because yeah, I couldn't find them either. I'm like going crazy. Yeah, yeah I do the same thing. I see the black ones, <laughs> they come home with me. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Because you just never know. You so never they're know. always there. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. That's really fun. Okay. That is so funny. You know you're a strago when you hoard black handled scissors, <laughs> <laughs> right? And all, buy all the red ribbon in the store as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm always out of red ribbon because I use it so much, and then I find pink, and I'm like, it's not close enough. Mm, no, pink yeah. isn't totally mm-hmm. not close enough. You have to get the red going. For yeah, sure. yeah, um, yeah. But the scissors. So talking about wards, I think that's an excellent place to like really like find magic that you can apply that's protective, that's defensive, that's also I think just healthy to have active within your home or yourself, not just when someone's messing with you right you know um and wards they're protectors they award just like kind of what they sound like they're they're boundaries within your property so that stuff can't get in and the the scissors are a really great one and i was actually talking about this with a client of mine recently um i think the very first ward i ever did was actually when i was a little kid and i just didn't know it till later when i started learning protective magic um so i used to see a lady behind my door all the time at night and like i wouldn't sleep because of it and stuff like that and get really freaked out so one of my aunts like crocheted me this well he seemed giant at the time i guess he's probably normal size i was just little but he seemed huge he she crocheted me a t-rex oh that's so cool yeah so cool and he ate all the monsters that was like his thing like she made him for me because so i guess i technically didn't create the ward but i like kind of kept it going she was like he's gonna eat the monsters for you and like keep you safe from the lady behind the door and so i named him rex and i would talk to him every night and whenever i saw (laughs) whenever i saw the lady behind the door i would tell rex to go get her and i chuck him across the room but he made me feel really safe, but I mean, like, I, I talked to him every night for, like, 
freaking years. Wow. You know, that's and so, so that cool. was like kind of like, and that's this kind of the same principle as like a gargoyle or other yes, protective. Yes, I was just going to bring up gargoyles are yeah. very protective. Very. I keep one by my front door. Mm-hmm. I would love to have a huge one, but I just have an average size one. But um, yeah, they're, they're all over the buildings in Europe. You see gargoyles. Mm-hmm. Why? To protect that space. Like, you know, it's a protective, defensive tactic. So gargoyles are wonderful. Absolutely. And so I think part of the trick with those and like building that relationship. So you get one, you get a statue of one that you want. And a frugal witch tip, uh, Halloween's coming up, which right. means there's going to be some really great gargoyle statues everywhere, including the dollar store. And there is nothing wrong with getting one from the dollar store no, if it's one that you they like. work just as well. Mm-hmm. And you, you cleanse it, just like, you know, smudge it real quick, get all the energy off of it, position it in your home wherever you want it, and give it a name. Mm-hmm. I'm so big on, I name everything to the point that I think it drives my poor husband crazy because <laughs> everything has a fucking name. Um... But that that's what it is. When you give an inanimate object a name, you're you are like awakening the spirit within it. You're giving it a spirit. And that helps you also connect and, and build that relationship with it. Exactly. Yeah. I love gargoyles. I think they're wonderful to have in the home. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about defensive protective magic for your car. And this is something I do all the time when someone gets a new car. I like to get them award for their car. And what you do, and I got this from uh, Scott Cunningham's book. And you go to like the dollar store or the, you know, the the toy store and you get a really scary looking dinosaur or animal like with its teeth showing and its claws out. And you put that on your dashboard of your car Mm -hmm. and it will protect you. It will. I mean, I've been, I was, I was, uh, my car got totaled and I wasn't in it. So he did his job. Yeah, you got real lucky with that one. Mm-hmm. That could have been gnarly. So, yeah. So that is a great little uh, car protective defensive trick you can do. Yeah. Get, get one of those guys and put them right. I have a dragon right now that's in my car. You gave me a T-Rex. T-Rexes are just like, I guess, one of my fucking spirit animals. Look yeah. at another T-Rex. Yeah, yeah. You, gave me a, you gave me a T-Rex like toy. And, you know, I was worried... Especially because it's been so hot lately. I think the other yeah. day it hit almost like 110 here. I thought that he was going to melt. Yeah, I, I, mine have melted in the past. Yes, <laughs> all over the dashboard. So be careful with that. Oh, well, that's why mine actually lives in my door. Like, in like, like you know, like the bottom part of the door with like yeah. the cup holder. And I think it's like really there for like your atlas and stuff to kind of go. Yeah. Um, he lives there. Okay. In the summer, just because I'm too afraid of, him of leaving him, yeah. letting him melt. Um, but he has not melted in the door. But yes, you gave me him, and he is always in the car. And it's not always, but once in a while, like, he'll catch my attention mm-hmm. when I'm getting in or out of the car. I'll just look at him, and, you know, again, I named him, too. So I'm just like, okay. I'm like, hi. And I just tell him, like, thank you. And, like, I don't know. I pat him on the head. Okay. So. See, mine is crocheted. So it's not going to, like, mess up my dashboard. Mm-hmm. He got faded, but he does his job very well. I love that. Yeah. I love so that's that. a great car protection, defensive protection spell you can do. Um, there's so many different things. I mean, there's you can you can put yourself in a protective circle. You can cast a circle. If you're feeling like there's creepies around the house and you want to protect yourself, you can cast your circle and go inside the circle. That That's always valuable. Um what else can we do? Um, they also sorry, say, me slurping yeah. on this. <laughs> uh, sorry guys, you're gonna have to just bear with us. It's root beer float night. 
We're, we're trying not to be rude, but... Um, they also say wearing a hagstone around your neck is protective. Hmm. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah. Uh, it's... Yeah. They, that's a uh, North uh, European uh, tradition there. So it wards off evil and, and protects you. And they also say carnelian stones can serve as protectors as well. I like carnelian stone. It, to me, it's the happy stone. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, okay, so the one thing I want to do, actually want to talk about is, that, and let's talk about happiness, but also let's talk about lavender. Let's talk about things that aren't innately protective, because they're not. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, well, I mean, I guess according to this, carnelian's protective, but from my relationship with it, it's not, nor do I think lavender's protective. But I still would recommend those things in situations where you do need to be a little bit more defensive. And the reason why is kind of going back to this idea of laughing things off, you need to not take it so seriously. You need to acknowledge that whatever's happening is serious, serious enough that you need to cleanse yourself of it and you need to do something to protect yourself. But then you still need to be calm. You still need to be able to laugh at other stuff. You need to be able to shift back into your normal self. And so one of the reasons why I do like using lavender and cleansing or protective things isn't because it's protective, but because it will calm you and soothe you because it's Mm going to be really hard to have magic that has a strong, stable foundation if you're anxious as fuck while you're creating it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also, I mean, something's even simpler if you're... If you're a reader or, you know, a healer, there's also protection oil you can wear. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put it on your third eye. You can put it on your heart chakra. You can put it on the back of your neck. And that is, you know, it's simple. It's a simple yeah. thing that you can do before you read or before you interact with people or you're healing. That's another uh, little trick you can do. Um, my Cuban witch friend told me that um, she's very surprised that I don't wear a white cloth on the back of my neck because that's where spirit enters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we talked about that when we had our little witch field trip to Salem. <laughs> yes, so um, she's always like, how come you're not wearing a white handkerchief on your neck, which I think is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And she also keeps a clear glass of water on the table when she reads. So does one of the readers at Greenman. Have you one? ever noticed that? No. Amina. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she'll mm-hmm. put her cards on top of it when she's not reading. Their cards will go on top of the glass of water. Mm-hmm. So I have seen things that are really interesting and cleansing that I haven't personally done. But it's really interesting. Like when we talk about water as protective or cleansing, we know it's cleansing. We, we shower with it every day. We take baths with it. You know, you go into the ocean, it cleanses you. But... um there was, there's two instances that I've witnessed other people do this, and these are separate people, and this was at separate times, and one went to some kind of healer or something because she was just having a lot of problems at home. She knew something was wrong, yeah. didn't know what it was, what was going on, and um, it turned out it was her mom who, who was alive that lived in the home, and, and it really was true. She's like, when I looked at it later, like, my mom was instigating a lot of this stuff, and mm-hmm. then it kind of just went from there. But, um, so it was her mom, and... The healer told her to take glasses of water and leave them around the house overnight, which kind of made me laugh and make me think of that. I think it was the Mel Gibson movie, like Signs, where like the little girl has water everywhere because of the aliens. Oh, wow. You know? But anyway, he was like, you know, you tell the, the water, like, so she had to go and put the water in every room in the house and she would speak into it and tell it to like show her and absorb the negativity. And he said if there's bubbles in the water the next day, then it trapped negativity, you know, it works. Right. Right. There weren't just little tiny bubbles. There were fucking huge bubbles wow. in these glasses of water. It was crazy. 
There's also um, katsagadia, mm -hmm. which is the ground uh, eggshells egg that you can, it's like a very chalky substance, and then you can make crosses on your front door. You can make crosses on your windows and on the bottom of your shoes. Yes, you can do that. And you, if you want to make it yourself, I can't remember the recipe off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah. Because um, what I've done in the past, um, when I made it, is I've made breakfast for everyone in the house and then collected the eggs because I don't know why in my mind it's stronger if everyone that's in the household that's supposed to be protected have eaten the eggs that came mm -hmm. from those shells mm -hmm. and then I washed them out and I ground them down but it just, that just made a powder which still worked that's actually like you were talking about circling the pro your property with salt right you, you could do, do it with, it with that with eggshell and that's yes. actually better for your plants so it, the environment is, will thank it really you for is. that yeah, so that's something that you can also do. I mean, there's so many different ways. I mean, you can do candles. But what I found is people um, who come to get some candle work done, and um, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to be prejudiced or, you know, sound like I'm being prejudiced or anything, but I ask them, um, who, they tell me they think they know who it's coming from, and then I ask them what their race is. And if uh, I I always say oh they're Hispanic because then it's it's like you know Santeria you know usually mm -hmm. so what I recommend with that is they you know if they're casting something on you and creating havoc in your life and if you do some a defensive or counter magic they're gonna they can possibly be able to see what you're doing and counter it so your spells are not gonna work so right. I always recommend putting protection powder around your work. Protection powder or confusion confusion powder? powder. Thank you, confusion powder. Mm -hmm. So this way they can't see the work that's being done. Yeah. And I do that in those cases where I feel like you know there's a possibility that they can be, you know, they're doing it constantly and they're checking in to see what what's going on in your life. You know. Exactly. So that's a good way to. Um, you know, if you really feel like that energy is going to be, or your work is going to be, like, squelched, use a little confusion powder around your, your candle or around your work. You can also make a protective mojo bag to carry with you. Oh, yeah. And I totally recommend doing that because those yes. things work like a fucking charm, and they will tell you when they're when they're done they will they will break. And so you know that they've done their job. Right. Yes. So... So what are some of your favorite things to put into a mojo bag? Well, the first thing I would definitely put in was rue and rosemary, mm -hmm. for sure. I would definitely put some black tourmaline in there. I feel like if rue and rosemary was a company, they would be our sponsors by now. I know, Louis, really, like, right? that shit oh, so much. But I mean, they are the it's ones true. that work. You yeah. know, let's face it. Um, and I would put some uh, other protective stones in there, like uh, smoky quartz would be one. Smoky quartz is definitely um, one of my favorite. quartz is a good one too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would just and I would also put some, um, you know, fiery wool of protection oil in there as well. Mm -hmm. And I would draw on the outside. I'd either draw like an eye. I think I would draw an eye on the bag. Yeah, and I would probably use a red bag for that. Yeah, I like that. I think um, yeah, red or black. I think black. I just automatically think of protection with mm -hmm. that color. Yeah. So that is it's definitely. True one of my defaults for it um i'm trying to think of what else i oh devil's shoestring would be a really good thing yeah to put into that too and apparently there's some places that sell like the really big pieces of it normally i see them in a lot smaller pieces which actually works for yep. for a mojo bag because all you really need for a mojo bag is essentially it's um a collection 
of herbs and stones and other like magical tchotchkes uh-huh. that um, you can put together in- into a bag that goes. Sorry, we're, I'm confused now. Stop it. <laughs> She's being distracted. I'm being husband. distracted. I'm sorry. I can't multitask. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm not even going to try and save myself here because I know this is, won't be edited out. You guys got to just watch me be derpy or listen to me be derpy. Okay, so Mojo Bag is basically a collection of herbs, crystals, magical roots, other tchotchkes, different things that you want to keep in a bag that you've assembled for a specific purpose mm-hmm. that will um, you can carry with you or keep in your car or in your home somewhere or in right. your office to enhance something. So, yeah, definitely double shoestring. Because double shoestring is good for luck, but it's also good for protection because mm-hmm. it's like to trip up the devil. So it's a very good protective one. That's good. And I always try and make it a point to make sure that there's at least one root in my my mojo bags you could also put some sharp nails in there too if you wanted to yes just be careful that they're not going to shank you right right because exactly. i'm the master of doing weird stuff like that i have something um i for a minute i had like this bag that i was carrying around and i was carving a lot of candles and so i just take them to work with me and i can't tell you how many times i threw it over my shoulder and stabbed myself in the oh ass with a porcupine quill oh god it goes straight through the bag or i have something sharp in my nanta i don't even know what it is every time i reach in my purse that thing's fucking stabbing right? me it's so true mm-hmm. Have you ever been like walking down the street and you see some like person that doesn't seem right and you kind of get like oh get a little scared and stuff like that mm-hmm. you, ever, you ever have that happen well first of all don't show fear that's one of the things you have to like get your power out but you know call upon your animal spirit totem maybe it's a bear maybe it's a lion and call upon that energy to come on out you know and help you walk past that person and and not to show fear get that power from that your animal mm-hmm. spirit totem that's a good way to do. And use, yeah, to summon that energy. And also yeah. another thing that you can do in instances maybe like that or things where you, where you need to summon that lion, bear. Yep. Or kind in your of, case, a angry, apple-headed chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. My spirit animal will fuck your ankles up, okay? <laughs> um, music. Use music. Like, when you need to summon up that energy and you need to shift your energy for stuff like that, is the first thing that I try and go to. Like, that's part of my, like, laugh it off, brush it off phase mm. of stuff is, like, I listen to certain music that helps me feel like that's going to, like, empower me and stuff like that. So that's definitely something that you can do. The interesting thing about mojo bags when you carry them with you, like, I had one that I tied to the outside of my purse, actually. Like, you know how there's usually, like, right. metal, like, hinges? Yep tied it right there and I kept it there forever and I was at Barnes and Nobles and I felt like I had that that weird feeling when you walk past somebody on the street and I could feel it I was like ooh, I could feel it and I turned around there's someone that I knew standing behind me fucking staring at me like epitome of giving me the evil eye shit and then I got home and my mojo bag broke wow so there you go Mm -hmm. did its job it did its job and that's you know and so if, if that happens to you guys where your module bag breaks, that means it did its job. And what what's your next steps? Your next steps are you you cleanse, you ward, right. you get rid of that mojo bag, like say tell it thank you for doing its job, get get rid of it, release it, and then go ahead and create another one. And my dog is be doing his defensive magic right now too. If you can hear him growling, what are you doing, Pop? That's my other spirit animal, the other angry chihuahua. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can make a poppet. You and, know, and call it, give it a name, and give it a uh, energy. 
You could, but I think that it, when you do pop, it's because you give it a name and an energy. A lot of people automatically go straight to voodoo dolls. Oh. And no. that's what they think of. Um, and I mean, that's a type of poppet, but there's all sorts of stuff that you can do with poppets. But I feel like that is a whole Different. episode in itself to yes. really kind of go over that. And just for the sake of talking about defensive magic and then talking about not being caught up with wondering who who it is, I right. wouldn't. I wouldn't even bother with that. I do have two recipes for for our listeners, though. Okay. Because you did mention um, Casa Correa. Right. And like I said, I knew that there was something, so I looked it up. So go ahead, and what you're going to do is you're going to use white eggs. And I know a lot of people like to use, like, brown eggs. Or, you know, if you live in a, in a place where, like, you can buy eggs from your neighbors and stuff like that. Like, I remember I used to have chickens, and my chickens like green eggs. Wow. Which is su- was super exciting. I loved it. Um, but for this specific purpose, we're going to use white eggs. And I always try and make it a point to see if everybody in the house will eat the eggs. I may or may not tell people when I'm doing this and I just make breakfast. Uh-huh. And then you reserve the eggs, you wash them out, and you dry them real good. And you grind them down in a mortar and pestle. Uh-huh. I have heard of people trying to grind them in, like, a, a Vitamix and in coffee grinders. Oh, wow. And I'm just going to say, while well, sometimes, like, I have been tempted to use coffee grinders and stuff like that. Um, more energy and you mm-hmm. grinding it. You're putting you need that to energy. Grind it. You You're need putting to that do magic it. into it. Yes. Exactly. So you definitely need to do it Do it yourself. So do it with, with your mortar and pestle. Yep. And make sure that you're doing it clockwise. Yeah. Where you're starting protection in. And even though, like, the category, it's going to protect you, it's not necessarily banishing. So be mindful of which direction you're stirring it. And then go ahead and reserve that, like, in a jar or something like that for whenever you need it. Because, again, you don't have to just make chalk with it. You can sprinkle it on your windowsills. You can sprinkle it around your property. Especially if you're going to try and ward your yard, I would would definitely use that in place of salt. But what you're going to mix together is a teaspoon of flour, a teaspoon of super, super hot water, like, basically boiling water, and a tablespoon of your egg powder, your eggshell Mm -hmm. powder that you just made. And then it's you're gonna mix it into a nice paste, and then you can put it in like a paper cup, like a dip, Dixie cup. Some people really tiny the pill cups, you know, yeah, the, the really pill tiny cups. ones, yeah. Or some people will say like roll it into like a stick of chalk. I mean, I just I'm very put them in not. Little cups, you yeah, know, that's just that's easier. Easy. Yeah, that's how I usually see uh-huh. them anyway. So I'm not artistically inclined. I don't want to try and make. Chalk yeah, yeah, sticks. we're not. Yeah, we're trying to get something done here. Yeah. We're not trying to be artistic at this point. Exactly. Yeah. So, but then that's when you can use it. And so once it's dried and it's formed and you've got it in your cup, you can use that and draw on your shoes, on the doors, on the windows, everything yes. Monica said. So that's how you can do it. Because I remember the first time I tried and I made it myself, then it was just a powder and I was looking at everything. I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to draw with this? Yeah. It has that's to have a little moisture it. in it. Yeah. Yes. And so, and the flower like will help bind it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then we talked about black salt. Yes. And so I do have a recipe for that. And really? this is, this is, it's a process. It's a smoky process that it t- can take forever. But oh, this shit. is just like, if you want to do it, you know, and you have, hey man, we're, st- we're still in quarantine. We have plenty of fucking extra time on our That's hands, true. you know? So typically when you hear about black salt, it's just black salt. And there is actual like black lava salt that comes from... Um, different places, I think, like in Hawaii and stuff like that. And um, it's, there's even edible, like black salt. So you want to make sure 
that it's food grade. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm I'm super psychic. Just sidebar. I told Ricky before we started recording that he was going to fall asleep. And he was like, no, I'm not. Blah, blah, blah. And, and what was he, he just nodding. doing? And we caught him right there. <laughs> there we go. There I'm we psychic. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, black salt. So yes, there is there is actual edible black salt that you can get. You just want to make sure that it's food grade. Right. And you really want to specifically inquire when you buy it because a lot of metaphysical stores will just make their own. Uh-huh. What a lot of people do is they'll just collect ashes from like their incense or old rituals and like grind up like charcoal oh, really? and mix it with the salt. But what I do is a little different. Now you want to make sure you're using fine grain salt, like table salt almost. Yeah. Um, so you're going to use really finely ground down sea salt. And what you're going to do is in a large incense burner or cauldron, you're going to light some charcoal. And you're going to start to burn all your favorite protective herbs that you can burn. You're going to burn sage. You're going to burn rosemary. You're going to burn angelica. Angelica is my other favorite go-to. Mm-hmm, I forgot about mm-hmm, that one. Mm-hmm. Anything that you want to burn that's protective to you, burn protective incense. And this is something that takes a while if you're going to make a big batch. And so, like, if you're going to make a day of it, make, like, a whole fucking day of it. Otherwise, just anytime you burn something protective... Put it aside. Once you're done and the ashes have cooled down, put it in a jar. Label that jar protect, protection ashes so that yeah. you know. And then when you're ready to make your salt and you have all the ashes, you mix in the salt and the oh, ashes well, I, together. See, I had no clue how that was. I thought it was natural from the earth. It is. They have natural. Okay. Um, and so that's why. And that's so a lot of times it's like black lava salt. You'll see that. And again, like some of it's food grade, which is kind of cool. I think that's exciting if you want to do like protection, like food magic or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you wanted to just make some that way, which is kind of cool, like, you know, if you just did a really badass, like, protection ritual or banishing ritual that you came out feeling like the fucking supreme, right? I would definitely reserve those ashes and use that. So it's not a bad idea to just have that jar. And also someone in our, our Facebook group posted up like a picture of her jar collection uh-huh. because we all know that witches are all jar hoarders. Oh yeah, we are. I was actually looking at mine earlier today. I also have a problem. We all do. This is just part of being a witch. But now you have something to fill in one of the empty jars. Hey. There you go. There you go. There you go. So that is is another recipe. Those are both very easy and they're incredibly useful items. And I think while you can definitely buy both of them if you want to just purchase them, you can. Um, But I think half of the fun of being a witch is making the stuff yourself. And it gives it more power. You know what? And if you're if you're good at drawing, do a beautiful picture of an evil eye, and frame it and hang it in your house. Why mm-hmm. not? You exactly. Know? Yeah. I mean, if you have that talent, go for it. Yeah. So these are all just basic things that you can do. That they when I think about it, when I was kind of thinking on this episode today, I was like, these are all kind of like very simple things. But they work. They work, and there's nothing wrong with simple. I think sometimes with witchcraft, I think it's very similar to food. We try and get fancy and put in all these extra steps, and I think that just takes away from the yeah. power. I'm all about simple. Mm-hmm. I'm all about simple. I like, like I, you know, I read some candle books, and they you have to do 20 candles. No, I'm gonna do it in one candle. Same thing with my alcohol. I'm not gonna drink 20 drinks. I'm gonna do it in one drink. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Keep it simple, you know. Well, and but especially like with this, like you just said, when I was. When you're like just pour pour it in the cup instead of rolling it into the chalk. You're like we don't have time for that. We're we're doing something right now. Yeah, right. I I loved how you said that though because it's like 
You're in a hurry. Like, you're fucking busy. You're protecting yourself. You don't have time to fuck yeah, around. We're not gonna. we're not going to get real creative during that time, right? No, but I think that's perfect because you got to remember that and have that kind of mindset. Yeah, you do. Very New York of you how you said Thank that. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, yeah. I think these are all really great ways to start. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're practical. They're hands-on. And you guys have plenty of homework now where you guys get to make your black salt, make your, your cassacaria chalk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and take pictures of it. Post mojos, them up. mojo, make your mojo bags, yeah. make your protective candles. Yeah, let's see it. Share your witchcraft. You know, show me your up. dinosaurs in your car. Fuck show yeah. me that. You know, yeah. exactly. Let's see it. Let's see it. Send it to us. We love to see it. And over this time, we have educated you guys on defense against the dark arts and drank our freaking root or cream soda floats. Yeah, they were good too. Yeah, they were. And you guys listened to us slurp through them through the whole episode. Yeah, I'm not did. even that sorry about it. Oh my God, I hear you. <laughs> Me neither. So who is your shout out to? Okay, well, um, I've had a few messages on my Instagram, my Wine Witches and Spirits Instagram, and I'm going to shout out to Ricky tonight, Ricky King. This is for you. Thank you for getting in touch with me and following the podcast. All right. And my shout out is to Abigail Taylor. She is in the UK. Um, we've been chatting on Facebook here and there. And just every time I see her, she's just she's just funny. She's sassy. I fucking love it. I know she listens to the show. Um, what's up, Abigail? Yeah. So on that note, marry me. Mary Park. And, and marry, marry me again. again.